Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. If you're new here, hi, hello, and welcome. Let me just start off by saying this. Thank you to everybody who reached out during the break. Um, I really appreciate you guys. I adore you guys. Like, thank you so much for saying like, yeah, sit your tail down. Go take a break. Go swim in the pool. Go have some sunshine. Like, enjoy yourself. Um, I appreciate y'all so, 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 so much. Um, that was, it. it's been, it's been a really, in my bubble, the bubble in which I live, it's been a very nice and very peaceful break. You know, we got to take Emmy swimming. I think this is like the second time she's ever been to a pool. So this was fun. Um, just to see how she would, uh, play and react and things like that. And y'all's niece is fully entering the toddler phase, which I love and hate at the same time, because it's just like, it's like just a very strong, very smart baby. So it's like, you know, kid is very smart. Kid is learning how to do new things every single day. The kid wants to do things on their own, but they still have the, the encumbrances of a baby. Um, so yeah, <laughs> she's just, uh, she's trying to express how she feels about things. And, um, sometimes it could be quite noisy, um, case in point pool day, but, um, other than that, she had a great time in the pool, was crying when we, when we got in the pool, was crying when we got out of the pool, um, just trying to figure it out on her own. And we're trying to give her the space to do so. Um, one of my dear dear, dear, dear friends got married this weekend, um, in a breathtakingly beautiful ceremony, um, an event. It was just gorgeous. It was so fun. Um, so shout out to Rita, uh, Marita Richardson Rowe now. Um, just, oh, I'm so happy for you, friend. I know I said it over and over and over again, like maybe a dozen times already, but here we are again on record for the people to hear. I'm so happy for you. You and your wife, y'all are just, just amazing. And I wish you nothing but the happiest years together. Um, as a couple, like y'all just, y'all deserve. So, um, yeah, so that was a thing. Also, what else happened? Oh, so yes. Um, for anyone who has been following on social, yes. Uh, Emery and I have ended our nursing journey. Uh, we went 19 months and then in the last two weeks, you know, she's been, we've been traveling and stuff like that. So things have gotten thrown off, but we could still, you know, master, I mean, not master, we could still achieve a nursing session here and there, but baby girl, when we got back has not been feeling it. Um, just, you know, and I'm not going to force her. I just offer it. And if she wants it, she wants it. If she doesn't, she doesn't. So she just has not wanted to nurse and I was like okay well you know what we're not gonna force this we're not gonna push this we've gone 19 months and we have done our absolute best and while I'm sad that the chapter is over I'm very proud of what we accomplished 19 months um of of what can be deemed as one of the more frustrating parts of parenting um just it's it was a lot 
Um, I'm still dissecting a lot of that and I'll probably end up writing a piece about that. But yeah, I am. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of what we did. I'm proud of how we bonded. Um, and I'm looking forward to new bonds and the new chapter while I'm still very, very, very sad um, from this whole, you know, from ending it. Um, but yeah, y'all, things are good. Life is in our bubble. Life is good. Um, I'm about to talk about people who don't live in my bubble. <laughs> so whew, outside is, is, is treacherous apparently. So, I mean, let's, instead of dancing around the topic, let's get straight to it. Let's get to these church announcements. Hit it, Earl. Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here. Say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We glad that y'all here today and these will be your church announcements. So we have a lot to talk about and I'm just going to get right to it. This last weekend was July 4th and unfortunately that didn't mean, you know, just fireworks and hot dogs. What it meant was mass shootings. I'm sending love to the community of Highland Park and to my very own city of Philadelphia. Let's start with Highland Park mass shooting. Um, it's up to 30 injured at this last at this most recent count um, and six people dead. Apparently, there was a suspected shooter who was currently in custody. He brought his gun legally and he had pre-planned this attack for weeks Um according to law enforcement, before firing more than 70 rounds into a crowd from a roof as they were watching the 4th of July parade. If you've been to any of these 4th of July parades, you know how they go. There's kids sitting on their parents' shoulders and strollers and families and elderly people and army vets and, you know, teens performing um, or cheering, you know, as they walk by, there's floats and cool cars and all that stuff like that to make these parades fun and interesting and part of part of the, you know, the the glamorization. I can't think of a better word of, of Fourth of July now where you stand on celebrating this nation's birthday or Independence Day. We can all agree that no one should have to worry for their lives or safety while attending these events. I keep hearing stories about people who were separated from their families. I've just read one story about a man who was separated from his wife. He grabbed their two young girls and ran into safety. Um, I've read another story about another man who was separated from his wife and their, their five or six year old. And he had their infant child and they were separated and it's not separation. Like it's, it, it's traumatizing enough to be separated from the people that you love the most during something so violent. But then add on top of it, it was hours, hours before things were even safe enough to leave wherever you were hiding. So if you were hiding in a, in a restaurant, if you were hiding in a cafe, if some people were hiding in a, people's apartments, for safety and it's wild it was just wild to think about <sighs> and this man who apparently was a Trump supporter um, 
took his weapon that he legally owned, that he purchased and planned to, for whatever reason, kill people at a parade. Now, for everyone who is saying, oh, this is just the typical violence of Chicago, this is a reminder that Highland Park is an hour away from Chicago. Okay? And for anyone who's wondering about Highland Park, Highland Park is where Ferris Bueller and Home Alone and y'all remember the houses, how that whole zhuzh was, like how everybody was like wealthy and affluent and all these things like that. And very, 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 very white. <laughs> yes. So keep your, keep your stereotypical low key racist foolishness over there. These were, this was a white on white crime. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so disheartened. Like we know that mass shootings are part of our everyday lives, which because of the lack of policy, the lack of people who have a backbone enough to enforce policy because there's too much money involved in the NRA and in guns and violence and that type of stuff. And there's this perpetuated myth about the good guys with the guns, which lately the good guys with the guns are getting their ass kicked because in neither one of these two stories that I'm one, I'm about to talk about and the one that I just did, did a good guy with a gun show up. It was literally just a bad guy picking people off with the weapon that he purchased legally. Right. So that myth can go ahead and go, um, talk about the Philly mass. Well, they said it was a mass shooting, but truth be told, it was someone firing a weapon in the crowd and two officers were shot. I believe they were both treated, um, and are still recovering in the hospital currently. Um, but I haven't heard of anyone else getting shot or killed, um, but you got to imagine it's 930 at night. Y'all are getting ready to watch the fireworks display. Y'all have had a great time. You may or may not have your children with you. You may or may not be hanging out with your friends. Y'all may or may not have had drinks or dinner. Y'all may or may not be getting ready to just close out your, your 4th of July weekend with just some fun fireworks to watch um, on the parkway. For those who are unfamiliar with Philadelphia, um, Center City is like... Ah, I would call it the more affluent neighborhood district of, of Philadelphia. Um, and this particular area, the parkway, you know, that's where the Philly art museum is. That's, you know, the Rocky steps for anyone who's lost. That's where a lot of our museums are. That's where a lot of our, you know, restaurant life. Um, that's where that street with all of the flags of the nations are. It's, it's quintessentially Philly. Um, and the fireworks happens every single year. And so it's usually packed crowds. I've been there myself. Um, it's usually shoulder to shoulder people. And people bring their kids. People come with their loved ones. People come with their friends. People come just to watch these things explode in the sky. And that's fine. That's just what we do. Um, and so you got to imagine all that going on. And then somebody shoots just starts shooting for whatever reason. And the videos that I've seen of people just running, run, a massive crowd of people 
just running and you don't know if you're hearing gunshots or if you're hearing fireworks and it's happening in it's happening on the parkway it just feels so surreal but so very very much america like think about it in the birthplace of our country philadelphia where you know your y'all's founding fathers got together and decided that this stolen land um that all men meaning landowning rich wealthy white men um were considered equal <laughs> uh while they stole the land from people who were here and built it on people who they imported um so it's it's terrible but it's fitting in a weird way that in the birthplace of America we have violence and fear um, on America's birthday it's just very very fitting it's very very disappointing Um, because like you know the kids just maybe it's the mom and me maybe it's like how I'm always concerned about the youngest of us but children love fireworks like come on like some kid was probably sitting on their dad's shoulders when all of a sudden this all broke out and like it's like 10 minutes into the show so you've gotten your place you've gotten your your you've either gotten your seat you've you figured out where you're going to be you're surrounded by your family and then all of a sudden this happens it's just I don't know y'all I'm very disappointed but like I said speaking of disappointment mayor Jim Kenny current mayor of Philadelphia but that may soon change he had a very interesting interview after this where he basically made this whole thing about himself rather than you know talking about the actual issues and the troubles that happen um in this you know in the current climate in which we we live which he's absolutely right um we need stronger gun legislation we need better ways of enforcing it we need better ways to protect people especially at these types of events um we need that that type of stuff and rather than focusing on that and rather than focusing on the valiant you know how like you know politicians are the valiant efforts of law enforcement um that this person will be caught um that Philly prides itself on trying to be a safer place for families, um, that this will not be tolerated. Instead of saying the typical expected banter, he decided to make this whole thing about himself and talk about how he was so disappointed and how he, you know, he never enjoys any of the events that Philly is planning, uh, whether it was the DNC, um, whether it's 4th of July, whether it's the NFL draft, he's always waiting for something bad to happen and, you know, how he actually looks forward to not being the mayor. So maybe he can enjoy some events. Um, and he was quickly and wisely cut off by our city's police commissioner. Um, because I feel like if he had been let left to talk, he would have said some even worse things. Kenny, what are we talking about here? There has just been, there are a, there are thousands of people who were just terrorized at an event that was supposed to be fun and family oriented. 
um, for the 4th of July for one of the most historic cities in our nation. And you're sitting up here talking about how you don't enjoy these events because you're afraid that something bad's going to happen when you literally have the power to prevent bad things from happening. And when the, if they do and the, ha- and the chance that they do happen, you have the words and affluence and, 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 and you have all of the things that you need to to encourage the people and inspire the people and rally the people should the bad thing happen. But you want to focus on yourself? Like, what are we talking about here? I'm going to just be real and be frank. I don't care about the mayor's feelings. I don't care that the mayor feels sad, you know, that they can't enjoy 4th of July or that they can't enjoy the NFL draft or they can't enjoy the the Democratic National Convention. I don't feel bad for you. Your job is to make this city better. Your job, that's, that's your job. And if bad things happen, okay, get to work. Get to work doing stuff instead of bemoaning the fact that, you know, you're sad that when bad things happen. Like, come on, show some backbone. What are we talking about here? And I say that as a person who's never been in politics, has no desire to be in politics, and has never run a city. So I don't know what our mayor is going through. So maybe he's going through something. Don't mind me stirring, guys. The honey in my tea has drifted all the way to the bottom. And that annoys me. Um, but what, what was I saying? Yes. Um, I've never been in politics and I have no desire. So maybe, you know, he's... Maybe I just don't understand where he's coming from. But as a citizen, I'm outraged and I'm frustrated that he took this time to talk about how he simply doesn't want to be the mayor of the city in which I live rather than talking about some solutions to the problem, rather than telling people that things are going to be all right, rather than encouraging the people, you know, like a leader should do. You're sitting here talking about, oh, I can't wait till I'm not mayor anymore. All right, good. You know what? Impeach him. Impeach him. Get him out of there. Get him out of here. Remove him from office. Get him out of here. We we don't want a mayor who doesn't want us. Period. We don't want a mayor who doesn't want to be a mayor. Because how effective are they going to be? It's so disappointing and so disgusting. So, that's that. Let's talk about... All right. I'm not going to hold you. I'm going to tell you the truth. I did not watch this video and I didn't watch it because I cannot watch any more black death. I've told you guys every single time a new video comes out, I cannot watch it. Please don't send it to me. Please don't put it in my DMS. I know y'all are like, Whitney, did you see this? Whitney, are you alerted to this? Whitney, have you heard this? Honestly, I am okay with you just telling me about the problem. Please do not send me graphic, violent videos of, of especially like people in general. I don't want to see people get hurt in general, but please don't send me that is, is trauma inducing. Please don't, please don't. It hits to an ancestral place of trauma. Please do not send me that stuff. Okay. I'm begging you. Don't send me that stuff. If you think that I should be alerted to something, tell me about it. Type it out. <laughs> don't send me the videos. I guarantee you I'm not watching them. I'm not watching them. Um, I have decided that years ago to protect my own mental health. Um, 
I can talk about the story. I can, I can alert people to the story. I can send articles. I'm not putting up graphic videos of my people getting hurt, injured, or dying. I cannot do it. Especially, I just can't do it. No, especially about it. So rest in peace to Jalen Walker on June 27th of this year. Jalen Walker, a 25 year old man was killed by police in Akron, Ohio, uh, following a vehicular pursuit in which the Akron police department fired approximately around an estimate of 90 times, 90, nine, zero, 10 less than 100. They fired 90 times when Jalen tried to escape um, this traffic stop. Rather than try to apprehend him, rather than say, you know, we got your plates. We'll, we'll catch up with you later. No, y'all want to be wild, wild west in it and just... <sighs> the latest count from... The bullets that were in his body was about 60. 60 times. For a traffic stop. Meanwhile, the Highland Park mass shooter, who they're still calling a person of sus, uh, um, a person of um, interest rather than an outright suspect. I'm waiting to see if that changes. Um, I haven't seen anything yet. We'll see. They apprehended that person after a after this person had murdered six people, shot into a crowd of thousands, enjoying a parade. That person was taken alive and virtually unharmed. But this black man, this young black man, who, in knowing what police do to black people, ran for his life was shot not was shot at 90 times that can't be reformed y'all that can't be fixed that's got to be dismantled we need something else i'm not saying we don't need police i'm not saying we don't need public safety we need public safety i'm not saying that we like I, I love how when whenever we had this conversation, people are suddenly like, "Well, thoughts and prayers to that family." But we, we, our society can't exist without police. Our society, plenty of societies, societies exist without policing the way America polices. Plenty of them do and thrive with their communities having a healthy respect and welcoming relationship with the police and vice versa. We can't police like this. Where on one hand, a white man murders a bunch of people at a family event and is taken virtually unharmed, virtually unharmed. A black man who's getting pulled over for a, a, a traffic violation is filled with bullets, filled with bullets, an unarmed black man at that. All the police training in the world can't make you erase your own internal biases. And the sooner we realize that, the better. <sighs> Rest in peace to Jalen. Um, I'm sending my love and my thoughts to his family. Um, if anyone has any links or any anything that where we can like give or donate or contribute or 
or volunteer something, let us know. Um, y'all know what the email is. It's the reclaimed blog at gmail.com. All right, let's talk about some recent developments. Y'all know that I've been on this story about Emmett Till, um, for some time now. Uh, Carolyn, Carolyn Bryant Dunham got to live a full, healthy, happy life watching her children grow up and be happy. Meanwhile, maybe till Mobley had to bury the disfigured body of her 14 year old because of the exchange that happened between Carolyn and him. Because of that exchange. And she died without justice for Emmett. Well, we might be a step closer because according to the Associated Press, a team searching, I'm sorry, a team searching a Mississippi courthouse basement for evidence about the lynching of a black teenager Emmett Till has found the unserved warrant charging the white woman, Carolyn Bryant Dunham, in the in his 1955 kidnapping and relatives of the victim want the authorities to arrest her after nearly 70 years later a warrant for the arrest of carolyn bryant dunham um, identified on the warrant as mrs roy bryant on the document was discovered last week by searchers inside a file a file folder that had been placed in a box in the lafleur county circuit clerk Elmas stop. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, la, 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 start over. <laughs> Have been placed in a box. LaFleur County Circuit Clerk Elmas Stockstill told the Associated Press on Wednesday. All right. So Elmas Stockstill, the LaFleur the LaFleur County Circuit Clerk. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time reading that. Woo. I'm probably I'm just upset about the other stories. But this one I really wanted to focus on. Um, not that the other stories don't deserve focus, but let's keep talking about it. Um, the documents are kept inside of a box by decade, he said, but there was nothing else to indicate that where the warrant dated August 29th, 1955 might've been. They narrowed it down between the fifties and sixties and got lucky Stockstill, who certified the warrant as genuine. So there's been this warrant for this woman's arrest and it was never served to her. Gee, I wonder why. Meanwhile, she, we know people know where she lives. I don't understand why we haven't like, go, go get her, go get her, go get her and put her in jail. She is the reason why a literal child was kidnapped from his family home, brutally beaten, brutally assaulted, killed, and then had his body dumped like trash. Mm-mm. go get her. I don't care how old she is. Go get her. Go get her. Hurry up. Time is ticking. Um, so this one is another story that's close to my heart. The story of Brittany Griner. For anyone who's unfamiliar with who Brittany Griner is, Brittany Griner is a, a women's basketball player, very successful, very good player, mind you. Um, but unfortunately, the way our country works is there's just there's this thing called misogyny and not a lot of support for women's basketball here, but across the globe, very different story. So apparently Brittany Griner has been playing for a Russian basketball team while her team in the U S is well out of season, right? She was arrested, I think back in February, February 17th, 
for for charges of possession of cannabis oil while she was trying to return home. Right. So she recently made an appeal to President Biden in a letter passed on to the White House um, through her representatives saying that she feared she may never return home. The two time Olympic gold medalist in the midst of a trial in Russia that began last week after she was arrested back in February on charges of possessing cannabis oil while returning to play for her Russian team. The trial will resume on Thursday. She asked that the president, quote, um, not forget about her and the other American detainees. To be honest, I don't know what's going on with that because they keep extending her sentence time. And this trial seems completely ridiculous. And they've got to know who she is. They've got to know that she's a famous basketball player and she's an American. I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand what's going on and why the U.S. hasn't done any real substantial work to get her back home but we need to because this is outrageous finally is anyone else like i know this is a this is a bummer this is a downhill (laughs) episode i'm sorry y'all but um i was really disappointed in these three folks this week and i don't know if these should be on my wrap-up rant or if this appropriate for the church announcements so i'm just gonna go ahead and just Talk about them. Kimberly Elise. So for anyone who's unfamiliar with Kimberly Elise, Kimberly Elise is an actress that was in a bunch of like different Tyler Perry movies. Um, She's black famous. For anyone who doesn't understand what that reference is, being black famous is when you're just famous among the black community. You're not famous overall. But Kimberly Elise, right? I'm really disappointed in her because like she seemed like such a cool person. She seems like she was so cool and like so easy to work with and down to earth. And I don't know what has happened since her last time that she's working. This doesn't feel like a good business decision, you know, especially in the industry where she is as an actress, uh, where, you know, public goodwill and support is important to support your projects. So you try to remain as unproblematic as possible. Kimberly apparently didn't care. So according to Newsweek, she posted um, something on her Instagram depicting a baby girl with Psalms 139, 13 and 14. And in the caption of that, she wrote millions of babies will be saved from death by abortion due to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Hallelujah. She also disabled her comments. So she's been being dragged left, right, up, down, north, south, east, and west since this post. And I was waiting for someone to say that she'd been hacked. I was waiting for someone to say this was like a sick joke. I was waiting for something. But like, this is her. Because like I said, she disabled the comments. Um, And it's just very, very odd that this whole, first of all, this whole abortion conversation is more, way more nuanced then the pro-life and pro-choice um, camps want to believe. Now, I personally believe that, you know, the they call themselves pro-life. I call them um, anti-abortion. So with the anti-abortion side, they really do fail to deal with nuance. They don't understand nuance at all. Everything is cut and dry. It's like, if you don't want to have a baby, you shouldn't have sex. Well, if you don't want to get in a car accident, you shouldn't drive a car. If you don't want to choke, you should never eat anything. And while you're at it, if you don't want to drown, you should never take a bath. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? Sister in, brethren, other people in, 
Like, what are we talking about here? It's just, it's very, very frustrating <laughs> to, to, to hear that argument, like, coming from that side. But, like, they don't deal well with nuance. They don't deal well with details and, like, you know, trying to figure out how, how these bigger laws and discussions play into the lives, the very, very diverse lives of the people who they affect. And so like a lot of stories are coming out. I heard a horrible story about a 10 year old who had to leave her state to go to another state to seek an abortion because she's 10. Not only was she in an awful situation to where her tiny little body has gotten pregnant. Y'all expect a 10 year old to go full term? Like a 10 year old can't even vote. It can't, a 10 year old can't even drink. But you want a 10 year old to be a mother? Like, can we talk about this? And why aren't we talking about this? It's disgusting. It's disgusting, but hallelujah. Um, and just for anyone who doesn't know that the overturning of Roe versus Wade does not stop abortion. Abortions will continue. This is just limiting the access to safe ones. So meanwhile, your wealthy women are either going to fly to different states or even different countries should it become a national ban. God forbid. Um, should it become a national ban? Um, they'll just fly to a different country, get an abortion and call it going on vacation, call it going on a holiday. Meanwhile, poor women will be stuck with, not stuck, because children, I personally believe children are a blessing. The way that these anti-abortion folks are acting is they're treating these children like they are a punishment for having sex, which is ridiculous because in, think about applying that logic to anything else like I just did. Like if you're going, if you don't want, if you don't want a toothy egg, don't ever eat anything sweet. Like what kind of stupid do you see how the logic doesn't, the logic makes no sense. Um, the logic literally makes no sense. <sighs> so Kimberly Elise has just been getting dragged and I don't know if she'll, oof, I just don't know. That's all I'm going to say. Cause wow. Very disappointed. Who else am I disappointed in? Macy effing gray, Macy gray decided to out herself as a TERF. And for anyone who's under familiar with the term TERF, TERF stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Fem Feminist. It's a feminist, it's a, it's a woman who does not, will not, cannot include in her, in her fight or concern or care for women, trans women. But trans women are women. So I'm very confused as to why that's even an issue. Trans women are women. Like, what are we talking about here? Anyway, um, Macy Gray apparently went on Pierce Morgan of all shows, of all things. Um, like, I don't know if she had an album come. Why are we asking me? Why are we asking any of these older women? Because Bette Midler, I'm coming down your alley. Because don't you have a film coming out? Aren't you getting ready to make Hocus Pocus? two or something like that and we love hocus pocus the first one not to mention a lot of your other work don't make us cancel you because you will be we have no problem <laughs> no problem at all we we tossed away jk rowling and she gave us harry potter okay like you too can get it but back to macy gray she went on to pierce morgan and said quote i will say this everyone's going to hate me but as a woman 
just because you go change your parts doesn't make you a woman. Sorry. That's what Macy said. Um, And she said, being a little girl is a whole epic book and you can't have that just because you want to be a woman. I don't think you should be labeled as transphobic just because you don't agree. Yeah, you are transphobic because you don't agree. That's like people who are saying, you know, I don't, it's just not like you're homophobic when you say, I just don't believe in that lifestyle. That's not your lifestyle to believe in, honey. That's not your lifestyle to believe in. And that is very homophobic. So what are we talking about here? Like, what are we talking about here? I'm going to have, um, I'm going to try to get someone on the show to talk more about turfs and trans issues and things like that. I can't do it justice because I'm a cis het woman, cis het woman. Um, well, I could talk about a lot of stuff on the black side. I refuse to dive into issues that I only know for, as an outsider. So I'm going to try to get somebody on the show to talk more about that. I already talked about Bette Midler. She's, she's teetering, teetering right now. Um, and so I'm going to devote the rest of this show to some good news and some good stuff. So let's move on to the end of the show. Okay. So I'm not going to hold y'all. This show has been a big bummer, just an absolute bummer. So I decided, you know what, we're going to talk about some, some not so bad stuff um, that is happening. Um, So without further ado, congratulations to now Justice Katanji Brown Jackson, who was recently confirmed to the Supreme Court of the United States before they went on their summer break. Do y'all know they do summer breaks like teachers do? Except they don't come back till October. Yeah, so they wreaked all that havoc before they went on break they're like yeah let's just turn the world upside down and go on vacation let's just see how that works um but congratulations to justice brown jackson we are immensely proud of you you have our support and when we put the middle finger up to scotus it does not include you or sotomayor as far as i'm concerned um we're not talking about y'all uh okay so i'm reading from because of them we can for a few of these stories and personal favorite um friend of this pod uh, I wish oh my god I wish Henry Louis Gates Jr. is overseeing the creation of Oxford University's new African-American English Dictionary the Harvard literary critic Henry Louis Gates Jr. who you may have seen on like shows like Finding Your Roots um, I believe he has a TikTok where he does like two minute history videos or something like that it's really really interesting He is working with the Oxford University Press to create this new dictionary of African-American English. Um, Gates is the director of the Hutchins Center for African and African-American Research at Harvard. Um, He's spearheading the team. The dictionary is expected to be a multi-year project that will include slang um, as well as quotations from real language. Uh, The new American English dictionary will also include... Um, the standard Oxford Dictionary notations on spelling, meaning, pronunciation, usage, and history of each word. Um, so yeah, that's one for the culture. Like, you know, we all we already knew that our dialect was a dialect, and I know like 
there was that whole study on Ebonics and how that's, that was just a racist situation to begin with. But this, the interest in African-American vernacular English and how it is a dialect and how our dialects are worth not only just discussing, but learning about, it's just, I'm, I'm excited. I'm personally excited for this. We'll see how it turns out. I'm hoping that y'all's local TikTokers and teenagers don't get a hold of this and try to, you know, come on here, talk about bling bling and everything else. Like, no, no, y'all. No, 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 no. This is for us. Um, so congrats to Henry Louis Gates Jr. on that endeavor. Um, so I'm going to talk about some firsts. So congratulations are in order to one Michelle Morgan, who made history at the 49th annual Daytime Emmy Awards when she became the first black woman to win outstanding lead actress in a daytime drama for her role on CBS's daytime soap opera, The Young and the Restless. So congratulations to her. Congratulations to Malika Andrews, who made history as the first woman to host the NBA draft. So congratulations to her. Um, the rest of these are just congratulations across the board. Um, these are not necessarily the first, but big congratulations. Congratulations to KB LeMay. I think I'm saying that right. I hope I'm saying that right. K-H-A-B-Y space L-A-M-E, um, who became the most followed person on TikTok. Um, Charlie D'Amelio was originally the most followed person on TikTok with millions of people following her. Now it's KB's turn. Um, which is funny because like, you know, it's just funny because I saw an article recently and it says former, it was like, it was really demeaning. It was really, really demeaning and very, very thinly veiled racist, excuse me, very thinly veiled racist, um, like a dig from a publication, but I can't remember it because, and you know, it's probably for the best because we were trying to be positive here. So congratulations to KB. Speaking of TikTok, um, a woman who she didn't start on TikTok, but she found a lot of success on TikTok, which is really amazing be considering her, what her life and career looks like now. One Miss Tabitha Brown, the incredible, the remarkable, the incomparable Tabitha Brown that we love and hold dear. Um, she has become a vegan influencer she is a restaurant owner she's a fashion designer with her collaboration with target she is a new york times best-selling author um and now she will be hosting the food network's very first vegan competition show that's right y'all the very first vegan competition show held on the food network is hosted by a, a dynamic black woman one miss tabitha brown the show is called Complicated. Um, and it looks like it's going to be really, really fun. Very, very interesting. And I personally will be looking out for this show. Um, I, cause I love me some Tabitha. I love me some Tabitha. Do you know me and Tabitha are not that like far apart in age? We're not that far apart in age. I believe she's either 42 or 43 and y'all know I'm 37. We're literally not that far apart in age. Um, and I just discovered that. She's got this just regal, wise, just stylish, just thing about her, um, <clears throat> polished, elegant thing about her that I just aspire to just, oh, she's so, 
like when you hear her when you listen to her talk you can't you have no choice to be like just smile and be calm so she has that thing about her and i love it so yay tab yay i'm just mm. more good news so singer lena horn will become the very first black woman to have a broadway theater named in her honor that's according to the new york times um lena was an actress a singer and activist who gained national recognition on stage and in hollywood she was a frequent face um she was a frequent face at protests and marches um speaking specifically about anti-lynching legislation she fought back against racism in the entertainment industry so one of the top owners of all of the new york broadway theaters nian nederlander nederlander organization which owns nine of the 40 plus broadway theaters has announced that they will be renaming the brooks atkins atkinson theater in lena's honor so there will be a lena horn broadway theater um and i can't wait to personally go see a show at the lena horn theater all right, so this next one is a little personal to me, not because I know this person, but because my daughter's favorite show when she for the first year of her life was Waffles and Mochi. Loved her some Waffles and Mochi, um, a show by uh, Michelle and Barack Obama's. Y'all like how I put Michelle first. <laughs> Barack was the president, but Auntie Michelle, you know, and he knows he knows we love her um, that, you know, yeah, we're happy to see you, but we get excited enthused when we see her um so <laughs> sorry barack uh but michelle and barack obama's uh higher ground productions um they created this show waffles and mochi which te- teaches about food and health and wellness and and inclusion and all these beautiful things but i through that show i learned about a lot of great chefs and foodies um who are actually doing the work here um and one of those people was Mashama Bailey. And so in the episode where Mashama Bailey shows up, she's teaching about corn. She's talking about the history of corn, um, why, you know, grits was a staple, what it meant to culture, what it meant, like what her restaurant means, um, all these different things. It's just beautiful. She also shows up with an episode with Michael Twitty, another food critic, um, where he, he was talking about rice and, you know, our ancestors connection to rice and how, you know, enslavers specifically kidnapped people who knew how to grow and process rice. Um, Mashama Bailey also shows up on that episode as well. You think those heavy topics would be too heavy for a children's show. I promise they do it well. They do it beautifully. Um, and if anything, Waffles and Mochi deserves a lot more acclaim and a lot more awards and a second season. Where y'all at? Don't make me come and look for y'all on social media. Where y'all at? My kid needs a second season. You know, it's coming up on her birthday, like, in a few months. Like, okay, not a few months, but you get the point. <laughs> you get a po- the point. Please have another season or at least another, like, you know, batch of episodes that come out. Because, come on, my girl wants it. My girl needs it. I need it. I want to watch. Anyway, long and the short, Mashama Bailey apparently won. Um, the James Beard Award for Outstanding Chef for 2022. So I was so excited. I'm like, oh, wait, I know Mashama. I don't know Mashama, y'all. I don't know Mashama from 
anyone else, but I know Mashama from watching Waffles and Mochi. So congratulations to Mashama Bailey. And that is this week's episode. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your subscribes. Thank y'all for tuning in every single week and for your support. Thank y'all for checking in on me. Thank y'all for just being the dope community that you are. Please, 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 please don't forget to take a moment, maybe two, two minutes, wherever you're listening to this and drop a review, drop those five stars, drop a few sentences, let the folks know how you feel about the show. Um, And yeah, that, that means the world to me. I read every single one of them and I appreciate all of you guys for dropping those. Don't forget... Y'all know what I'm going to say. Y'all know what I'm going to say. Do not forget that you can keep this show going. You can support this show um, by joining my Patreon at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Whitney Elise. You guys can, you know, pick your tier of support. There's multiple tiers. There's five different tiers. You can pick which one you want. Um, you can even adjust if you want to go up a month or if you want to go down, it's up to you. Um, either way, I appreciate your support. I appreciate y'all being here. Um, I want to shout out our newest patron, Michelle Glosser. Thank you so much for, for joining the dopest group of patrons around. Like they are dope. They are incredible. I love my patrons. Like y'all are incredible. Don't forget that there's exclusive content over there. Um, I'm getting my act together for the reclaim side note over there, but there's a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of timely content over there that you guys can support. So please feel free. Please head on over and yeah, get to supporting. I'd really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, other than that, yeah, y'all, I adore each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Um, I hope the show wasn't too much of a bummer. I know that the world sucks right now. Um, but if I can leave you with a little bit of joy, if I can leave you with a little bit of sunshine, if I can tell you that everything is going to be okay whilst, while we're all screaming and waving our fists in the air and ready to fight for justice and equality and, and, and inclusion, um, and incorporation into society, Um, I will, I want to do that. So I adore each and every one of you. Thank you guys for being present. And as always, peace y'all.